0: Genesis Avalon Episode 37 In That Book Which Is My Memory
1: I suppose that it would make sense, if I had been an orphan. Or maybe a rogue runaway who had little to no respect for her parents. (laughs) If only my life were so easy. Fictional heroes, who have no parental units to worry about, to care for, to hide from. Those are the luckiest. I had two parents, a sister. Even a dog. So really, I had nothing to complain about. I had everything to fight for, but, well. When your biggest worries are what band you want to sneak out to see. If your parents will freak when they see the leather jacket you've picked up at a thrift store to be trendy. It's easy to see why I didn't seem like the ideal candidate for the Priests of Apple. In fact, it was pretty clear to everyone who knew me that I wasn't really the ideal candidate for much of anything. I am so sick of the coach totally assigning all of this bogus homework. <laughs> we should totally just ditch homework and go check out that concert tonight. Yeah, let's book it. I should have known better. I was such a moron when I was younger. After all, it's not like your parents don't know when you sneak out of your house at 16. They just choose when to call you on your behavior. Of course, if I had never been at that concert, I never would have met her. the hell is that thing?
2: Genesis! What? <laughs> Shield! Fermin, Scum! You dare to attack children! you Wah! Veiniga! Out of time, hurry before the police arrive.
1: (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) What's going on?
2: Peace, Bambina. You are safe
1: now. Avalon,
3: we need to leave.
2: I know, I know. Be safe, good.
1: No one would have believed us if we had told our parents that this was anything other than a gas leak. After all, it was what the club told the press. I had no idea how accustomed I would become to such lies. All lies. My parents were furious. I could have died. I never should have gone. The typical sorts of arguments that you have with your parents over the atypical situation. My sister was still too young to really care. She had better things to do at age 10 than worry about what her 16-year-old sister was doing. But that night had given me something I had yet to truly experience. Focus. I became solely focused on the woman and her animal. Determined to find them and find out what exactly they were. I am... I used to be a problem solver by nature. I enjoyed mysteries. I enjoyed the gratification of understanding a mystery in its entirety. And here was exactly the kind of mystery I craved. For days, weeks, I looked for her. I purposely stayed out late, hoping to see a glimpse of her amongst the city lights. I scoured newspapers, watched the news, and listened to the radio in bed until I fell asleep to the droning sounds of late night DJs. All for the hope of seeing her again. I suppose at that time, I should have wondered what fascinated me about her, but I didn't take the time to think through my actions. That was a discipline she would have to teach me. Looking back, I find it quite humorous that after all the time I spent trying to find her, it would be her who found me. Oh! I... I should
2: have watched where I was going.
1: Uh-huh. Uh Huh? What? Uh, No, I'm sorry. I wasn't really paying attention.
2: I would assume that contributed to your running into me. Or me running into you. The
1: fault is mutual. You don't really sound like you're from around here. I mean, like, you just don't talk, you know, normal. I'm not from around here. You
2: would be right. Okay, well, it's uh, been a slice, but I get a jet. Actually, I wanted to speak to you. Get real. You were at the club. The one where the gas explosion happened.
1: What are you talking about? I certainly didn't see you there.
2: I think you did. I think you can tell. Listen.
1: Look. Okay, crazy lady, I just think I'm going to go.
2: You saw me, Bambina. And you have been looking for me. Oh, my God. Don't be frightened. I have no desire to harm you. I was seeking you out myself. What's going on? You are special, Asara. I have seen it. Noir, my familiar, has seen it. And so has my partner. I am Genesis Avalon, the last priestess to the Isle of Avalon and all of the Celtic gods. And you i my
1: apprentice. I spent the rest of the day with her. Together, we walked through the park as though no one could see us. I would realize later that it was a glamour, something that Francesca had mastered at a young age. The
2: glamour is what instantly alerted me to you. No one should have seen Noir or I throughout the encounter with that demon. Only one who was of the Isles could have seen through the haze. You already have the sight. You only need to hone it.
1: What makes you think I can do any of the things you do? Faith, Bambina. It brings me through the worst of times. Francesca always had a very subtle power to her. One that I would never quite master. At least, I never thought I did. I think you would have liked her. She's a lot like you. So full of attitude and drive. But there was a great fear instilled in her. A fear of the unknown. In that way, she was much like me. I remember when my mother and father met Francesca. She presented herself as a tutor, a teacher in the new age arts that my parents still had a soft spot for. It was fortuitous. They immediately felt a connection to her, and after that, it was easy. I remember what she told me the day we walked from my home to her training hall. We had just left my parents and walked out the door.
2: Now, my Bimbina, your true journey to the path begins.
1: Of all the things to hear, of all the things to expect to happen in my life, becoming Avalon was never one of them but the moment I began my training I fell into it as though I had been doing this all my life
2: the art of fighting is sometimes physical as well as mental as I never
1: honestly asked her exactly how she was boy. tapped to become Avalon right, put it back. I didn't know Keep one your thing knees
2: loose so you can
1: my understanding of, of the arm. world completely changed
2: have your left arm bent. Like this way, this way, this way. This way, this way. Punch! Twist! Punch! Twist! Molto bene, Asara. Okay, okay, try it again. Try With it again.
1: parents who gave me very little direction in what I had to believe.
2: What's your aim?
1: I had really believed in kick. very little. Kick! It wasn't that I kick. didn't want to have faith or now,
2: the demon my parents is giving
1: me a choice. I was Spend somehow
2: apathetic. You'd be dead if you kicked like that. Again. I had simply yet to, to
1: find something you that must truly learn connected to feel with
2: me. Danger before you see it. I will throw the ball, and you must call upon the shield to protect you when you feel the ball approaching.
1: For Francesca, it was being Strega. Mm-hmm. What exactly is a striga?
2: Keep your arms strong, Babina. Tighten your core, or you're going to fall over.
1: I'm standing on my head, and you're telling me to tighten my stomach? Oh, get bent. And you didn't answer my question.
2: That is because you are supposed to be asking Epona for the reflexes to remain in this position for the next hour. I'm multitasking. I am from Italy. Strega are followers of the path. So, you're like a witch or something. It is hardly just that. I follow Avila. The gods have favored me, and the followers of Diana and my family have accepted this. In fact, my following of the Celtic gods gave my brother Leo the faith he needed to begin to teach the ways of Strega once more. He has been telling others of Strega for almost fifteen years now. Sometimes I do not agree so much with his methods, though. <laughs> for. First- For cereal? You are falling.
1: I am not. Damn it. The Strega
2: would teach you focus. Now, up. Again.
1: (laughs) I had never truly understood what being disciplined meant before I began my training with Francesca. She made me use my body and my mind in ways that had been completely out of reach before. I could do things I never thought I was capable of, and I could see things no human ever could. I truly was an apprentice to be proud of. (sighs) But Jake would have called that hubris. (laughs) Hmm. Jake. Gods, I miss him.
2: Oh! You are not focusing, Babina. If you do not know where you are asking the Hand of Lou to go, how will he?
4: I thought the reason we called them gaunts was because of their ability to know what us peons were thinking, Chesko.
2: Did you know? (laughs) Did you know? You were supposed to tell me when you got back to Seattle?
4: I missed my little birdie. Although, I guess I'll have to stop calling you that now, as you seem to have started nesting. Who is this scrap of a thing? This
2: is Asara. She has been chosen by the gods. She will be my apprentice.
4: Huh. I didn't think it would happen so soon.
2: Noir was certain, as am I, but if you do not believe me, Feel free to ask him.
4: (laughs) No, I think not. A bloody overgrown fluffball can leave me alone. Pleasure to meet you, Asara. Jacob Goldman. But I expect you're going to get to know me much better by a different name.
1: Uh, seriously? He is Exodus Avalon the Priest? I told you about him. I, um, I didn't think that you, like, had... An exodus, like right now. Like right now. Well, I do. So you will
2: need to work with him as well. Perhaps he will have better luck teaching you focus than I've had.
4: But not tonight, I'm sorry. I haven't seen my wife in a month. Training is not what I'm focused on.
2: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Asara, I will have Noir walk you home. We can begin again tomorrow. (sighs) Okay.
3: Hello, Asara. Are you ready to go home?
1: I guess. Noir. I never really gave him much thought when I was learning under Francesca. He was always the most understated of my mentors. While I have since learned that one of his favorite methods of uh, teaching is lecture, I am aware that he is a skilled and intelligent person in his own right.
3: You seem upset, Sara. Anything I can help with?
1: (sighs) Not really. I'm just... Am I going to have an exodus like Francesca? I mean, do they always... did they...
3: Um, I... Ah, yes. Ah, Um, come, sit down for a moment. Let's just take a break over at this bench. I think I know what you are asking. You want to know if you will have your own exodus when you become Genesis Avalon. And if you too will fall in love.
1: I... Yeah.
3: (laughs) Oh, that is nothing to be ashamed to ask. That is a perfectly natural question to pose, given what you've experienced and learned in such a short time. Ideally, yes, when Jake's apprentice is found, when the time comes that you and he take on your mantles as Genesis and Exodus Avalon, it is very likely that you will feel a great connection. It may not be romantic, though, and if that is the case, you don't need to be concerned at all.
1: But... How can I explain this to anyone in my life?
3: Oh, Sarah, we all must make sacrifices for the duty that God's thrust upon us. One day, you may simply be required to keep some of the aspects of your life a mystery. Even to those who would or should know. <sighs>
1: was possibly the best advice Noir ever could have given me. Of course, Francesca was a great help in alleviating those concerns as well.
2: Need to worry. Jake and I met after I had become Genesis and long after he became become Exodus. We found each other by accident and were operating in two different countries. I saw You are trying to plan your entire life around a possibility, not even a probable one. You must learn the lessons before you. Stop trying to
1: run when you've barely begun to crawl. I want to know that I'm not going to end up lonely, sad, and old, because I'm suddenly told I have to be like like an X-Man or something. You are 16, not 100. Enough with
2: putting the cart before the horse. Oh no! A demon! (laughs) Oh my god! Asara! You must leave! You must leave now! What? Why? What's going on? You cannot be here! He will find you and he will kill you! Go!
1: Suddenly occurs to me how long I've been dealing with obsidian. My God. Has it really been so long? It is sort of funny how our lives have been intertwined for so many years. Almost like damned souls. Truly, truly damned. I don't even remember how badly injured Francesca was after that fight. I only remember the moments after. Those terrible. Terrible moments after. When she stumbled into the room. Oh! Uh.
4: Jessica! Uh.
1: Oh my god! Uh. What
2: happened to her?
4: I'm here. I'm here, Bertie.
2: It was him, Jake found us
4: obsidian Jake you're sure
2: I can't feel my legs
4: God damn it okay hang on just just stay with me
2: I didn't tell him anything I protected her
1: Francesca taught me the meaning of a true teacher She would have died for me if she needed to. And I realize I have not been a very good teacher. I need to fix that before time runs out. The moment I turned 17, the true battle had already begun. The only solution to keep my family, the people of Seattle, safe was to move. So that was what we did. We made it as far as Kentucky. I remember that. I remember arriving at the train station, Noir at my side, Jake and Francesca hailing a taxi. I remember when it all went to absolute hell. If you look far enough back, you will find the Carrollton bus accident. They called it a tragedy. And they were right. The upsetting thing is that it wasn't an accident. There was no drunk driver. Or maybe there was. I'm not sure. All I know is that the demons had already begun to attack. And the news had to explain the complete destruction of a bus somehow. We had just reached the main street. Where cars were lining up to pick up people who had traveled across the country to see their loved ones. I was walking alongside Francesca. Jake a few steps in front of us with Noir perching on his shoulder. I think that's the only person I've ever seen Noir do that with. Used to.
2: Genesis! What can I do? I have to help! Here, this is loose chain. Use it for because your life depends on it. Morgan.
4: Camulus. Sari, go. Stay out of this. You're still not ready to take on so many. Get stuffed.
2: (sighs) Okay. Okay. Oh, how adorable. There's a poor widow sheep that's lost her way. And I happen to love mutton. Oh, God. Blue... Protect me! <laughs> that is annoying! Why don't you learn to respect your elders? <laughs> Lilith, leave her alone! I aim as to bind your father. <sighs> Who is that? There is no time. Come, Bambina, you must fight. Right.
1: Right, I have to fight. Oh, oh my God. Whoa! Oh, wow. It is very strange. Knowing that in the midst of a melee, I had found a moment of clarity training that I had taken for granted had finally begun to make sense. I felt I was learning. Hello, Avalon. And then my training was over just as quickly. Obsidian!
2: Spawn of the Falling One, you will leave us in peace! Hardly. Shield! I will give my life for the goddess, and I will ensure that you never touch this world again.
3: <laughs> you can't even keep that shield up, Babylon. You are growing weak. I can feel it. Give up. Allow me to take your life quietly. There's a good little priestess.
2: Never! Use by the long hand! I don't think so. Francesca? No! Oh, that is- <laughs> No! Up. No! Leave her alone! Little no. her Obsidian.
3: You're dying, Avalon. Can you feel it? Can you feel it seeping through your veins? Death creeping ever closer. Do you have any last words? Anything you'd like to pass on to your dear, sweet protégé? Before I take her life as
2: well. No. No, no, Francesca, no. Just no, get no, no. No, no. Brother, we should kill the girl while we have the chance. No.
3: No, no, no. no Say no, no, no. An Avalon has fallen. The world deserves but a moment's silence for what it has lost.
4: And so does she. No! Don't die! You you piece of trash! Have you
3: paid your respects, little girl? Because I. I'm about to take out your tongue! And make those words your last.
1: You... You killed her. She... She meant so much to me. Then you took her away. You, you bastard! Underworld, son of the blackest heart. You have taken that which is most precious from us, and you will pay.
3: I don't think so.
1: I am Genesis Avalon, the last priestess of the Isle of Avalon. From the mists I have come, and to the mists I return. I am timeless, and ageless, a creature of the wheel. We are each as the other. And now I am the Avalon. And I will kill you! No. He's gone. How? He will suffer. I told Jaina of her first night. How you don't remember the things you do or say. That really, it is the second time that you take the mantle. That you finally begin to understand the raw power you hold in the palm of your hand. I was no different. I remember the moments before changing. But truly, I only remembered the moments after. As I stood with the bodies of demons everywhere around me, slowly dissolving into the ground. I was covered in blood. The blood of Francesca. The blood of all the demons I had slain. That was how I became Genesis Avalon. I was baptized in the blood of my enemies.
0: Featuring the voice talents of Catherine Pride as Asara Templari Chris Hackney as Noir, Ashwath Ganeshan as Jake Goldman, Exodus Avalon, Chris Britton as Obsidian, Kristen Bays as Lilith, Kim Giannopoulos as The Schoolgirl, Dave Morgan as The Demon, and Stefania Lindenbun as Francesca Scolaro. Written by Catherine Pride and Kristen Bays, Directed by Catherine Pride. Assistant Director Lynn Cullen. Story by Catherine Pride with Kristen Bays. Featuring Sunrise Over Misty Mountains, Dance of the Fairies, Never Ending Dream, and Disabled Emotions Part 4 by Zero Project. All other original music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2012. Pendant Productions Genesis Avalon Created by Catherine Pride Copyright 2012 Pendant Productions For more information, visit PendantAudio.com Thanks for listening.
1: It in one of the biggest mistakes of my life that I finally realized who I was. What I was."
4: Asara grapples with the demons of her past decisions.
2: Oh oh, no you don't. Don't you dare try to act like I didn't just see what I did. I don't know what I saw you fly in. Just right into the window upstairs.
4: Is confronted by a glimpse of her future.
3: Hi there. I. Sup. Name's Sam Tyler.
1: Hello. I'm. You're you're a Sarah, aren't you? How did you?
4: Anne sees her life crumble at her feet. <laughs> Genesis Avalon, episode thirty-eight, the chapter When I First Met You, airing December twenty-one, two thousand twelve. Only on PendantAudio.com
1: We crucify ourselves between two thieves regret for the past and fear of the future